Welcome to Reading Past Our Bedtime. Um, My name is Lindsay. And I'm still Katie. And today we're going to be talking about when women were dragons. But first, what are you snacking on? Okay, um, let's see here. What am I snacking on? I made Marcus stop on the way home from dinner and buy me some. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Those are a great snack, though. They are. I also am drinking some Pinot Grigio. Oh, nope, this one's Pinot Grigio. Yeah. Underwood, that's a good brand. Nice. Oh, I want vegan Cheetos. I know. They're good. But they have to be that, like, chemical orange color. Yeah. The powder does. It's not the same if it's not chemical orange. Exactly. Someone needs to get on that. Right? Yeah. People are like, oh, no, it's vegan. Therefore, they want it to be healthy. We need to make it look like a healthy food. No, bitch, please. (laughs) Vegans want to eat unhealthy, too. Yeah, we want to eat our chemically orange Cheetos. Exactly. Thank you very much. You want the same (laughs) cancer risk as everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Give us the cancer. (laughs) I mean, don't really, but yeah. I got here more bubbly water as always it's lime ginger nixie brand and it tastes like a moscow mule minus the Mm -hmm. moscow um nixie oh i don't think i've tried that one yet yeah it's really good very flavorful like sometimes water seltzer waters or sparkling water is not super flavorful but this one is. i feel like lacroix is not a very flavorful one yeah, I'm not into La Croix these days. Right. Uh, I think Polar is more flavorful or less flavorful than Nixie. What is? Polar. Polar. I feel like Polar is one of the mm. more flavorful ones. I don't know. I haven't had a Polar in a while, but it's definitely... It's between, I think it's like similar to Polar. Okay. I feel like Spindrift maybe has the most flavor. I mean, that one has actual fruit juice in it though. Yeah. 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 But Polar is really good. It is. Yeah. I'd say it's like on par with Polar. Okay. I'll have to Mm -hmm. try it. Yeah. 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 I want to try Waterloo. Try what? Waterloo. I like the name. Oh, I like Waterloo. I've had that. Right. That's, like, not as good as Polar, I think, but it's okay. Yeah, like they have uh-huh. a grape flavor. Um, Aha is actually really good. Okay. I'd say Aha is, like, second to Spindrift. Oh, I would say that it's, well. Ooh, it's do we need a rank I seltzer know. sparkling water? I want to. Now I want yeah. to. Has the rank king Eugene done that yet? We're going to have to check. We're yeah. Gonna... <laughs> I'm curious. I know he's done sodas, but I don't know about water. Um, And then for snacky, I have P. 
peanut butter caramel coated popcorn. Ooh. I didn't have very much left, but I just ate whatever was left. It's very good. Trader Joe's. That makes me want the Bamba things. Um, like oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Those fuckers are so good. They have like chocolate ones, not like chocolate and peanut butter now. Mm-hmm. That must be really oh. good. I, they're so good. Basically, yeah. anything chocolate peanut butter is the best. Right? There was a short time where I was going to Trader Joe's every single week because I refused to have anything other than Bamba's for a snack. Oh my god, that's so funny. You gotta take advantage though for some things because they're seasonal or you never they know have them Trader until Joe's they sell out. Like, mm. Yeah. My favorite thing from Trader Joe's ever is their horseradish chive chips. Ooh, they sounds- taste like like sour cream and onion, but like spicy. It's so good. I'm trying to think of what my they're favorite. seasonal though. Hmm. Yeah, I can't think of what my absolute like. I have to go because it's there. Thing is, or that you'll buy like five bags of because it's right? seasonal. <laughs> I was just thinking about the fact that. I am currently hyper fixated on this gum that I get there. What flavor is it? It's just a peppermint gum, but it's like a hybrid mint and gum. And I am. Oh, you gave me um, one of those. Yeah, they're they're so fucking good. I just love them. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. You just like nonstop popping them. Right. I'm like, I need more. We need to go to Trader Joe's. And Mark's <laughs> like, oh, do, do we need to go like grocery shopping? Are we going to go? I need some gum. <laughs> <laughs> and Bombas. Right. I'm glad gum. it's affordable. Trader yeah. Joe's like the best. Right. Yeah. I, I feel like they've got a pretty good selection of um healthy snacks, too. Yeah, they have like terribly everything. expensive. Yeah, not expensive at all. I feel like I always spend way less there than I would at like New Seasons or Natural Grocers or yeah. even Fred Meyer. Yeah, I spend less than I would elsewhere, but I still spend way too much money. <laughs> yeah. Worth it. Worth it. <laughs> <laughs> So today our topic for mm-hmm. our bookish topic, um, what we're going to talk about the last additions to our TBRs. Um, Katie, do you want to go first? Kind of, yeah. I'm excited because um, I just finished a book and I'm close to finishing a couple others. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to need to start some new books soon. <laughs> like five at a time or what? Yes. I'm only <laughs> reading two, three. I think I'm only reading three right now, like actively reading. I've got a couple that are like backburnered that I will start reading again once I'm in the mood. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I finally read Uprooted. I really liked that. Oh, that's the one by Naomi Novik, right? I think so. It was the one about Baba Yaga. Yeah. Well, not about Baba Yaga, but inspired by. Wait, she's Baba Yaga? 
She's not Baba Yaga, but Baba Yaga was her, um, like the books that she was reading when she was finally able to comprehend like how to do magic, like her way. Yeah. They were Baba Yaga's books. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. And she was taken by what didn't they call him the dragon? The dragon. Yes. And okay. Out that I it has remember. something to do with like their their name has something to do with that wasn't very well flushed out, but I think it has something to do with their personality because their name, it's like when you say their name in the magical language, you get a feeling of that thing. So mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. when she was say dragon in the magical language, then she'd get like a feeling of thunder and dragony shit. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good book. It was. I really liked that one. I read it in like a day and a half. What? That's a long <laughs> book. It took me a while. Wow. Um, okay. So I like this um idea. There is a part of me that's a little bit like, I don't even remember putting this stuff on here. Um well, like so- what is the last one you remember adding? Uh, love theoretically, which I'm super excited. I Ooh, almost- by Ali uh-huh. Hazelwood. It's her okay. new one, right? I'm I'm gonna have to buy that one and read it. I like- think I saw it at Barnes and Noble. Yeah, it's out. I'm really excited because I loved her um other two books. Um, and then. There's another one that I don't completely remember what it's about, but it's called Why Fish Don't Exist, A Story of Lost Love and Hidden Order of Life. And I want to say this one is a nonfiction one. Um, It's written by Lulu Miller, and I believe that she started as like a journalist or something like that, and um, that this book has to do with her interviewing somebody and they had gone through like some massive tragedy type thing and how they got through it. Wow. Why fish don't exist. Um, Yeah. Why fish don't exist. Okay. I have another one on here. I, I think it's funny that occasionally some of my like nursing shit will make its way on here. (laughs) um there's how the brain lost its mind sex hysteria and the riddle of mental illness um so if I remember this one correctly it has to do with like STDs and how they affect your mental state oh I was thinking it was like a thing about how women got like diagnosed with hysteria because Uh, probably some of that as well because that's (laughs) right up my alley Uh uh-huh uh-huh and they were prescribed masturbating. Masturbation. Uh, not only masturbation, it could also be that the doctor would like stimulate them. What? That's wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's so right? like shocking when you think about how right? like conservative it was back then for everybody. Oh, look. Oh, wow. I put a shit ton of books in here. Sometimes I get emails saying, look what Katie's up to on Goodreads. And I'm like, (laughs) what's Katie up to? 
And it'll be like, you added something to your TBR or something. (laughs) You're like, oh, Katie went to the bookstore today. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A long list. Right? Oh, this one sounds familiar to one of the books that we were thinking about for our next one. This one's A Botanist's Guide to Flowers and Fatality. I think I saw that one too. Right? Oh, this one's the second book to something. Oh, to the first one? I bet it is. I think it's funny I got that one on here before I got the first one on here. (laughs) You're like, I'm just going to read them out of order, actually. Right? I did that (laughs) with... um... Oh, no. Oh, God. I can't remember who who wrote it, but it was the Protector of the Small series. And I read Squire or Page, like... But I read them out of order and then like I read the second one first and I was like just bopping along happy <laughs> to be and then I was like wait there's a book that came before this oh my god were you not confused or did it do an okay job of like establishing um, the world? I think so I, I mean part of it was I was a bit traumatized at the time it was like right after my mom died and I think that I was just happy for anything that was not like real life and I was like I'm just gonna be really into this book (laughs) oh my gosh and then you read the other one after did you stop and then get the okay (laughs) I I want to say I read the entire book and then I went to get the next one and was like wait what (laughs) what (laughs) oh my gosh that would be like so confusing. You're oh. like, wow, everything makes sense now. Yeah, right. It also ended up being so like this was the third, I want to say, series within this world as well. And so there were like it wasn't anything that made it hard to follow the story, but there were um Easter eggs and like callbacks to things oh, in yeah. the other ones where after I read The Protector of the Small, I went back and read some of the other ones. And I was like, oh, that's why people, that's why it's supposed to be so exciting that this person is like in this book. I get it now. Oh my gosh. That's great. Right? That reminds me of when I tried to read Six of Crows before the Shadow and Bone trilogy. And like... I mean, I don't think like it really affects the story. I haven't read Six of Crows yet even, but the world, it felt like they already assumed you knew how the world was built and yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I don't understand anything that's happening. And I don't know if this is true, but I feel like it chronologically comes after the series, but in the show, they're like simultaneous. So I don't know. I'm not hundred percent sure because I, again, have not read it. But it was confusing. <laughs> Funny you should bring that up. Um, I watched the first season of Shadow and Bone and was like, yeah, this is a good, a good show, whatever. You know, I'll get around to watching the second season. And Book Talk had showed me Six of Crows a few times. And so mm-hmm. I downloaded it onto Audible and was listening to it. And <laughs> I was like, I was a good, like, few minutes in and they were talking about like all of these things and I'm like wait 
wait a minute. Like, are <laughs> these related? <laughs> oh my gosh, really? But you mm-hmm. watched the first season. Isn't it in the first season of the show? There's a lot of stuff. Like, so the main plot of Six of Crows is not a part of um shadow and bone no it's it's not because i want to say shadow and bone is its own book as well um which is part yeah. of the that i was so shocked i was like wait are these like because it was there were a couple of words where i was like i know this word where do i know this word from oh it's that tv show isn't that tv wait, show you I didn't thought? know that they were in the same universe or the same mm-hmm. world oh my no. gosh girl but in the show, there's the guy, the crow, like yeah. the cane. You know, yeah. my God. Yeah. It but... wasn't even him. It wasn't even him that did it for me, where I was like, wait a second, wait a second. <laughs> it was it was their name for magical, like people who use magic. Where oh. I was like, wait, wait, this is feeling very familiar. <laughs> oh that is so funny wow (laughs) that's hilarious um I six of crow I really don't like in the show how they mix them because like this story was so different with them doing that but it really is whatever to each their own I guess I'm gonna finish six of crows and then I think I'm gonna listen to um shadow and bone and see how that how that yeah. works i don't I know like if how you're to do it but you know mm, yeah i don't know i tried starting with six of crows and i was like this is confusing <laughs> but yeah shadow and bone is good i didn't know if i've watched the second season i, I haven't have... yet yeah i don't even know if there was a second season mm-hmm Hmm. I think it came out recently, like semi-recently. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any other books on your list? I mean, I have a bunch, but okay, not anything that I added in the last couple of days. Okay, oh. I'll share mine. Uh huh. So, I went to Barnes and Noble because they said that they were doing a fifty percent mm-hmm. off hardcovers. But what they didn't say is it was select hardcovers. So I was very disappointed. But I did buy Fourth Wing. Ooh. It wasn't on sale, but I'm excited to read that. Um hardcover. One of yeah, I did get it in hardcover, yeah, but yeah. it wasn't for sale. That makes me feel a little bit better. <laughs> Rude. Only because it's hardcover and you should have gone with uh I almost said like soft cover. Did they have soft covers? I don't know. Paperback? I don't think I listened so. to it. Oh, okay. Could have listened to it. Yeah. Or but Kindled I it. Don't I listen bet it would have been way cheaper on Kindle. Kindle. Jesus. I know, but I don't like buying Kindle because it has no monetary value. So if I don't like it, I can't just like sell it. I'm just like stuck with it forever. Oh, and then I good... feel like, oh, I can't believe I paid for this book I don't like. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. yep. Point to Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but at Barnes and Noble, there is a few books I like took pictures of to add yeah. to my list because I was like, I want this, but I don't want to buy it yet. 
Um, so one is the Saturday Night Ghost Club by Craig Davidson. And it just, I like the cover. It like looks cartoony and there's like a ghost floating above a house. And I don't really remember what it's about at all, but that's one of them. And then. Well, you know, you're not supposed to judge a book by the cover. I judge every book by its cover. Let's Same. be real. <laughs> and then there's a series called, well, the first book is Written in Starlight. Second one is Woven in Moonlight. And it just, it's like. Latino royalty something or other. I'm really good at explaining these, but I was like, oh, that looks good. I would read it. And then it's funny because you were saying that it's like Latino, um, like that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I just now decided next time, I think we need to do what's on your TBR and like, you'll tell me what it, the book is called, and I'll try and guess what it is. Oh, that's <laughs> great. I would not have guessed that. I was thinking something magic-based. Okay, what if I, for the last one that I added to my list, I'll tell you the title and you tell me. Okay. Let's do it. So, this one is called The Goose Girl. Folklore. Folklore retelling. Maybe. So it says she was born with her eyes closed and a, not a word on her and a word on her tongue, a word she could not taste. Mm. Um, so she's a princess and she spent the first few years of her life listening to her aunt's stories and learning the language of the birds. So I guess they're like the swans. Um, but as she got older, she... Um, oh. Oh, <laughs> it is from the Grimm's fairy tale of the princess oh, who became what? a goose girl before she could become queen. Okay, I see, I was remembering what I read on the back of the book, but this is different. So yeah, you're right. It's folk. It's a folk tale. But Ooh. I just got, I was interested in it because I saw it on the shelf and I'm like, lately I'm like, I'm a goose girl because I've bought, I have like three porcelain geese. <laughs> And I like draw gooses, geese a lot. So I was like, ooh, goose girl. Lindsay's a goose girl. Goose girl. (laughs) So yeah, and it's a series. It sounds good and it has really good ratings. So I think you need to buy some some geese. Like a live geese? Yeah, you need some geese. (sighs) They're messy. Picture how adorable it would be if you had like a little goose on a little goose harness and you're wearing like an adorable little sundress and rain boots and a little rain jacket and you guys are just like walking down the street. A sundress with rain boots and a rain jacket. Hmm. Yes. Yes. Just go with me. Just go with me. (laughs) (laughs) I have the whole thing figured out. Okay. We're walking down the street. Yeah. You guys are walking down the street. And you're just living the best life ever. I think this is the answer to all of your problems. I need a goose. You do. I'll be like Mother Goose. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's hilarious. But it reminds me of yesterday I saw this TikTok. There's like that trend where people are like running and it's August. Um, Like back when we were still together, wanting was enough. And they're like running. And there's this girl like running with some farm animals I remember there was a goat and a goose and I was like wow that goose is so cute I wish I could run with it 
So you might be onto something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I am. I am onto something. I am goose girl, and I need a goose. <laughs> <laughs> and it will be the most spoiled goose. It will have its own pond, but it probably needs a friend. You could get a duck. Why not another goose? Mm, because two is too many. But they could hang up on you. That's true. Mm-hmm. Geese are scary. Ooh, you could get a silky chicken. A silky chicken. Mm-hmm. Chickens scare me. These ones are super cute. And their hair is all floofy. Yeah, they sound cute. Do, were you there when like we had to take care of Pam and Jack's chickens when they were out of town? And like there was one that was like totally going to attack me. I wasn't there, but you called me every time you had to interact with it. Oh, yeah. I remember. I feel like you were there. So that must have been it. I'm like, Katie, the chicken's going to attack me. <laughs> I I 100% remember laughing and being like, yep, it's pumping iron and it's little waiting yeah. for you. Oh, my God. I remember that, too. <laughs> that was great. It's but I don't like chickens. It's this picture at Lin- of Lindsay. <laughs> Like, why do you hate me so much? I didn't do anything to you. I'm a vegetarian, for Christ's sake. <laughs> okay. Well, well thank we you have... for coming down memory lane with us. That's the oh, end of yeah. the podcast. Uh-huh. Um, Bye. Month. <laughs> just kidding. We're going to talk about dragons. That's which right. I guess, like, chickens might be relatives of dragons. I suppose if you think that a like if you consider a dragon to be like a dinosaur or like a lizard that's true too yeah yeah okay so (laughs) first of all I love dragons me too I just freaking love them so I was very excited about this book. Especially like women in dragons. Like, oh, right. I love Daenerys. I don't care about her ending. I don't care about it. Don't even at me. I love Daenerys. I will tell anybody. I will just like from the whole hot bottom of my heart. I love where her ending ended. Like, I love where her story ended. Um, My big problem with it was the fact that they really rushed it. Like, I can totally see how she would get to the point where she does all that terrible stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But they really rushed it. They, They fumbled and... You know, they had all of this stuff where George R.R. R. Martin had written everything and they were just adapting it and making it so that it works for TV. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, they didn't have all of this source material. All they had was a like, so this is what I think is going to happen to the character. And yeah. I think that they panicked. And didn't know what the fuck they were doing. And they ruined it. That last season was just. (sighs) Yeah. Could have been better. (laughs) Yeah. Like. But this isn't about Game of Thrones. That's another podcast. (laughs) Actually. Yeah. No. We're not talking about those dragons. (laughs) We're talking about 
feminist dragons. Right. Feminine rage. Exactly. Okay. Do we need to do a synopsis? No, just, I've decided. I'm like, not a fan of synopsises. Yeah, no, I've decided that we don't need synopses. Um, okay. If you have read the book, you know what we're talking about. If you have not read the book, you know that there's going to be spoilers. You may not know what we're talking about. Read the book. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you'll be very confused because like we're really bad at giving context and we just yeah. assume that you'll know what we're talking about. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You're essentially just dropping into the middle of the book. So yeah. Like, and like, it's like you're walking down the street and you just hear people having a conversation about a book they read. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Besides, our synopses, our synopsises, synopsi, uh, they weren't that good anyway. <laughs> yeah, they were rather brief and not detailed and leaving out a lot of stuff. So it's better if you just like maybe read a synopsis online or like read the book. Yeah, just read the book. Read the book. It was like, it's a quick read. Okay, I'm lying. It was not a quick <laughs> But it, it was, was good. It was good. Yeah, I would read it again. I'm reading your knots, lots, your knots, your lot, your notes. Oh my God. Lots of what the fucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In many different ways. Right. I think like something, one thing that really stood out for me in the book was like relationships and friendships and just like mostly like female relationships with each other. But then there was also like, Alex's relationship with her dad and like all that stuff but yeah it's like really interesting to like examine every relationship in that book mm-hmm. like like the dynamics and Beatrice relationships they started off as cousins mm-hmm. then their mom takes Beatrice in as her daughter and it becomes a lie a fact basically that they don't ever speak of what happened or that she was ever a cousin. And I love this passage about Beatrice that Alex said when she was a baby. She said, Beatrice and I were made for each other. We were paired wings of a dragonfly or lightning with its necessary thunderclap or the spinning dance of binary stars. And I was like, oh, that's so beautiful. And like, yeah. She just always had this love and like protection for Beatrice. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I'm thinking about the relationships right now. The ones that really stand out for me are um her relationship with her dad, which mm-hmm. let's yeah, first what the fuck? Yeah. Her, I feel like we don't get very much information about her relationship with her aunt, but it's clear that it is a very important relationship to her. Yeah. And it goes through a lot of changes throughout the book. Right. Mm-hmm. Like her she- aunt took care of her when her mom was had cancer when she was really little and then like she resented her aunt because she wanted like her mom to take care of her right and then like she loved her aunt and her aunt like she could relate to because of their like their interests and like her aunt saw herself and alex and yeah 
And then after she became a dragon. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. That jazz. What relationship did you find the most compelling? The most compelling. Oh, I mean, it wasn't very long, but I really liked Alex and Sonia, her mm. friend. It was just so sweet. And like, I think <laughs> I really liked it reminded me of that Taylor Swift song. It's nice to have a friend from Lover. Right. Like, And she said multiple times in the book, like, it's nice to have a friend. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is exactly like that song. And like, she just it was tragic the way like they were separated from each other as children and how the extent that like her dad went to by like kicking out Sonia's family from the house that they were renting from the bank and yeah um but I really liked that relationship and I did I think I find it the most compelling I like how pure and sweet and innocent it was where Mm -hmm. for one thing it didn't even occur to her that she liked her as more than just a friend yeah like the the whole thing with the kiss and she's like I just don't understand it and of course Mm -hmm. because nobody talks about anything Like, it wasn't even a, this is wrong. They just separated them and never talked about it. Yeah. Like, and it was probably so confusing. Her own conclusions. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 It's like, there was a lot of insinuation, but it's like, how would Alex even understand, like, why they would see that as wrong or what was wrong with it? Not that there is anything wrong with it, but it's right. the 1960s or 50s. No, it's the 60s yeah. by then. Oh, yeah. Well, she was The Dragoning was in 1955. Yeah, and it was before, well, it was after The Dragoning, but yeah. before her mom died. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the times were just bad then. But, yeah, she was like, I don't know. Everything was just like unspoken insinuations about everything yeah that was something that was very uh so much of it was just we don't talk about it if we don't talk about it it'll go away if we don't talk about it it never happened if we just don't acknowledge it it's not real right and it's like that's not how this works (laughs) like yeah and a lot of things about like being a good kid being a good girl keeping your head down don't looking don't look at the sky where the dragons are only speak when you're spoken to and just like that was a very like true thing back then for children like they were they had to be like so obedient and not ask questions yeah it took me a little while um I don't remember where I was in the book but it took me a little while to realize that the don't look up was not just because of the mass dragoning. It was just something that was instilled into them as young children because mm-hmm. they like, you know, the 
they of it all didn't mm-hmm. want little girls looking up and seeing women flying away as dragons. Yeah. 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 And it's not even just the little girls. Everybody is trying to pretend that it didn't happen, that it's not happening, that this isn't a mm-hmm. thing. And so if you do just keep your eyes closed, you just keep your eyes on the ground. Don't look at the sky where there are dragons mm-hmm. that you can. It's easy to pretend that it, there's nothing happening around you if you just don't interact with it. Yeah. Don't draw dragons. Don't talk about dragons. It was very like taboo, like to, which is so funny because it's dragons. I don't know. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's really weird. What about, let's see, other relationships? Alex and her mom? Which, like, her mom basically just felt like she wanted to protect her. Yeah. I think her mom wanted to protect her. I think there was a certain amount of fear there. Mm Mm-hmm. The knots were mm. an interesting thing. Um, like the intrinsic magicalness of, I don't know if it was women and knots or knots in general, but. Um, or her and knots. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, and I think that we can, I think that it's more than just her because there was the story where um, the fishing village with the daughters who would turn into dragons and they would stay out in like the ocean and near the fishing village and they would help keep the ships safe. And then mm. there was the guy who wanted to marry somebody who didn't want to get oh. married. She thought she wanted to, you know, go off and be a dragon someday. And he figured out how to tie a knot so that she could not become a dragon. And more and more people started requesting these knots. Women started being unable to dragon. And before you knew it, this entire village was gone because it had been overrun by invaders. Yeah. Yeah. So... I kind of wish that there had been a little bit more. It's one of the areas where I wish there'd been a little bit more information, a little bit more um, story about like where her mom discovered the magic of knots. And is this something that she discovered because she's a mathematician and knots are math like her mom had this whole thing about how they're math or is it something that was passed along through her family or is it both yeah I think it's interesting her mom's not everywhere it wasn't just to keep her from dragoning um although I do think that the knots that she kept trying to tie on both the girls were to stop Mm -hmm. them from dragoning yeah yeah protection for that and like everything seemed like it was some sort of protection like she would make gloves I mean like I think they're all crochet because that's basically just making knots right yeah so she's like crocheted gloves and like how when her mom would get emotional or something like she'd see like the dragon kind of come out of her a little like in her eyes and the knots would like come undone yeah yeah that's 
very interesting. Like the magic, she was like holding it all together. Yeah. And then it would just fall apart. Yeah, I guess we don't really get like the whole backstory about knots, but it's funny that Alex just thought it was like normal. Like this is what moms do. It's like a love letter in your lunchbox. (laughs) Yeah. It's a knot in your pocket. It's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's just what moms do. They they, uh, (laughs) tie knots and occasionally when they're really upset, the knots come undone. (laughs) It's normal, you know. Totally. Um. Yeah, I really liked. I think like all the characters in the book. I mean, minus the men, because there wasn't a single man except maybe that doctor that was writing all the doing all the research, but everyone else sucked. Yeah, especially her father. Especially, I think he was my biggest what the fuck. Where I just. Yeah. Like, <sighs> how could he? How could he just abandon his children? There were just so many things where, like, in the beginning, when he's bringing mom home and he's kind of distant, but he's also super grateful and all of that fun stuff, I'm like, okay, surely this is just a 1950s thing. Like, you're not a very it you don't see a whole lot of overtly affectionate stuff there like mm-hmm. um surely that's what's going on but then there's more with like oh dad's always out on um business and mm-hmm. like working late and business trips and all of that stuff and it's just those like lingering little things where it's like oh no And then she dies and he moves his mistress in and you find out that there have been whispered fights between mom and dad about this mistress. And, oh yeah, she's also heavily pregnant, which, um, so cool. You were so involved with your mistress that you did not notice that your wife was literally dying from cancer. Um, there's just, and then yeah, dropping them off in a apartment and being like, well, your mom made it work. Yeah. You can do it. Your mom did it. You did fine for those two weeks while I was in the hospital with your mom. Oh my God. Yeah. And like, he'd like call every Sunday, but then he stopped calling and then he'd just send them money and groceries and And even then, she wasn't entirely sure that he was paying for fresh groceries. Oh, yeah, because they're getting to save money by, yeah, like, he just. Yeah, uh, what a gross person. Yeah. And his little notes about, like, I expect you to handle this, like. Yeah, when Beatrice got in trouble at school. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and he's like, they stopped by the house today. Why was that? It's like, well, because you're an absent father. Right? Because you are the father. You are the father. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. So weird to think that could happen. (laughs) Just so many times that I wanted to just be like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. It got 
that yeah got hard at that point I was like how is Alex gonna do this she was just like in survival mode oh but I love the librarian she was I like so awesome that was something that I really enjoyed the book really made a hero of not just that librarian but all librarians yeah they like took care of the dragons and yeah right. They took I mean, care of the dragons. They really championed the research into dragoning mm -hmm. and protecting the people who were, you know, outcast because they were doing the research. Um, I think that it was, it was really nice, partially because of the fact that we're getting to this point in society where. I think a lot of people are feeling like librarians are kind of an obsolete thing because you've oh, got the internet. Why do you need somebody who can tell you something when you can Google it yourself? And it's like, no, they're, they're, they're so, so smart, right? Like it's still a very uh, necessary skill set. It is. Yeah. That's it's like, navigating like how to find good sources and do right. research and like they care so much about like the books they have available and making sure that like there's stuff for everybody and yeah, yeah. librarians um, are awesome yeah like libraries are a safe place it's a place where you go to learn it's a place where you go to get out of the heat it's a place where you mm -hmm. go to meet up with your friends like it's go to the bathroom safe spot. yeah 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 we love libraries we do and librarians and librarians yes <laughs> okay so my main notes had to do with like the things that I wanted more information on I wanted more info about the knots, which we've already talked mm -hmm. about. I wanted more information on what it meant for a woman to drag in and what you were doing after you dragoned, mm -hmm. which I understand that the book was not written from the point of view of somebody who dragoned. So mm -hmm. there's a certain amount of like we're not going to know because she's not somebody who did. She's not somebody who ever felt that calling inside of her. But I would have liked a little bit more information about like what aunt Marla was doing in the time between dragoning and coming back. Yeah. Where, like, was she? <laughs> where, where are these people other than just like, well, some of them went and played in the ocean and some of them went to explore this, like went to explore space. So like there were a couple of things there where I was like, it was, it's fun. It's cool. But I would have really loved if we were able to flush that out a little bit. I wonder if that's intentional though. Like we don't know what the dragons were up to and that's like not society's business. Like right. it's like their own secret. Well, and especially since it's such a new, um, not a new phenomena, but newly studied thing. Mm -hmm. Kind of like how we we're doing the best that we can. We know we know a bit about COVID, but 
we don't really know anything about long-term anything like that like we're doing what we can with the info that we have um so I mean the book could just be that where you're doing what you can with the info that you have because for decades the government was trying to prevent the research and prevent the knowledge and all of that so that does make sense yeah so like the stories may even just be like suppressed too right so there were a couple of questions that came up for me while I was reading the first was essentially what's the end goal of becoming a dragon what mm-hmm. happens once you become a dragon why do you want to be a dragon mm-hmm. like you have all of these people who suddenly dragoned and we can assume that it's because they were poorly treated they were tired of but is it simply because in a bigger body a stronger body a a being that is taking up all of this space and can't mm-hmm. give it back can't give it up Mm-hmm. that's not a thing that women have like is that just the end goal of it is it the fact that you finally have power and space mm. and all of this autonomy now to do whatever you want oh my gosh yeah especially when you're starting to look at okay so you dragoned now what you're coming back to like reclaim your family cool so what does it mean to be a dragon in your family yeah like there were there were a lot of I got to the end of the book and I was just like okay so because it's not like becoming a dragon made their lives easier it's not Mm -hmm. like it fixed all of their problems yeah right created new problems yeah yeah I guess like my thoughts on that are I had similar question okay so like the dragoning happens and I see it as like a transformation they transcend the human body and like what it is to be a woman or feminine because not even just women were the ones dragoning but um so they do that they disappear they go off they explore space they have no bounds to like what they can do they have all the freedom nothing holding them back and then why the fuck do they come back like if i was a dragon i would not come back i don't think i think that's interesting because it kind of um it kind of goes into my next question where When I was reading about Marla and about, um, God, I can't remember Alex's mom's name. Um, Bertha, I believe. I think it was Bertha. It was something really like old ladies. Right? (laughs) So I'm reading about them and you've got Marla who dragoned and left her family behind. And you've got Bertha who made the conscious decision not to drag in so that she could be there for her family. Mm-hmm. And all of the inner turmoil that that creates for Alex and that we can assume it's, it, it does create in, inner turmoil for um, Bertha and Marla as well. 
But one of my questions is, is it selfish to drag in? Is it selfish to put your needs above that of your child? Like, I mean, take your husband completely out of it because who cares? Eat him. Exactly. Who cares? Eat the men. We don't care. They're, they're (laughs) adults. They can take care of themselves. Um, But like, is it selfish to become something that up until the moment when they came back, which Mm -hmm. we can assume women have been dragoning for hundreds of years because it's Mm -hmm. not a new thing, right? It's Mm -hmm. a thing that we've been hiding, but it's not a new thing. And we can assume, I, I feel like we can assume that they weren't exactly coming back to live that life. Yeah. I feel like they never came back that we know of right like Like, it wasn't until that mass dragoning and a bunch of people started coming back a bunch of dragons started coming back and trying to become a part of their families again part of me wonders if that was because so we have the mass dragoning in 1955 that everybody like ignores and then the dragons start appearing and then the prom happens and a lot of teenage girls dragon right and I wonder if they came back because they knew that that was going to happen like they could feel that and so that they wanted to like be there for that transition for these like young dragons right that's like my thought yeah I found it very odd because I did not picture them being anthropomorphic being able to talk be right? able to do human things carrying a purse <laughs> yeah carrying a purse crocheting or knitting and like going to school like doing all these human things like right they're dragons I, yeah. I did not picture them being human like yeah that was something that I had a hard time like wrapping my head around as well yeah like the knitting and the purse thing oh my where god so, and the baking, and they had a bakery, or like yeah. they baked breads for. Yeah, that's... I almost like don't like that part of the story. Um, I kind of love that you say that because the end of the book just kind of lost it for me. Where you've got dragons who come back and they start like becoming a part of society again, and then suddenly all the problems are gone. Yeah. So- Oh, no, these motherless children suddenly have mothers again, and they're okay. Um, You know, like, there's no more war because dragons. There's no more, like, oh, it's cool. Everybody can have equal education now because dragons. Like, yeah, it was a little bit too much. Like, there was was so much going on at the beginning of the book. There was so much Mm -hmm. going on where it was just, like, strife. And where it felt very like real and internal for me. Mm-hmm. And then all of the sudden, the last few pages, it's just like, and then they all lived happily ever after. Dude, same. And I'm like, I was not. No. no. Yeah. I felt like, okay, Alex deserved a great ending. Sure. But like, to me, it felt like they just wanted to like wrap it up in like a tidy bow. And like, I felt like that book didn't, to need that kind of ending or like it didn't feel right to this rest of the story well especially if you're gonna take into account so this book is about feminism it is about women taking their place it is about having their space it is all of that Mm -hmm. 
I think that if there is anything we have learned in the last few years, it's that anything, like nothing is guaranteed. It's never going to be a tidy bow and everybody lives happily ever after. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It was very so, much like everybody lived happily ever after. Yeah. Like there were for a good half of the book, I felt like it was really like getting into my soul and about Me like, too. i completely feel these things where we're not allowed to talk mm-hmm. about certain things or where they are more concerned. Oh God, what was it that they were more concerned about? There was something upsetting the boys. <laughs> exactly. Like there was things about like upsetting the boys rather than or um what was it? There was something where they were more concerned about something so trivial and stupid um than they were about women and their rights mm-hmm. or the children in the schools and it was just so very like oh but the transgender people are evil and they're trying to turn our children into gay yeah. and meanwhile we're over here being like yeah the the drag queens don't care they're here yeah. to pain um can we please get some laws to like regulate guns because those are the things that are killing children right now like yeah. It just, there was so much of it that felt like it was very true to the soul. And then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. it was like, and then they lived happily ever after. And I was like, nope, no, you just lost me with that ending. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like up until like Marla came back and was talking, I was, it got weird after that. Yeah. But like, I, yeah, I did not picture the story going that direction like right I don't know how I would have pictured it ending but definitely not so tidy yeah not with the dragons creating a little like nuclear family where everybody (laughs) loves each other and is you mean like chosen family where like yeah sorry like dragons I mean it wasn't even necessarily like that it was just so like yeah it's like why did they decide to come back to society and like remain in the systems of oppression yeah I mean they did do stuff like you know they still they helped with like the race riots and stuff and like protected people in the marches and that historical stuff ended wars but like even that's like so very after school special to me it did it felt like like in a perfect world everything is fixed world peace and Mm -hmm. it's like that's I don't think that would actually happen if people turned into dragons I think I think that I've reached a point in my life where yeah there are some times where I want the perfect world happy ending Mm -hmm. but it's not in a book where for any amount of it I am feeling like this is addressing some of the feelings that I'm feeling over things that are happening in real life. Like happy ever after ending is something that I want in a fairy tale. Mm -hmm. Something that's not real. It felt so real and even historically like real, but then (laughs) to just change history in that way, like 
I mean, I'm sure history would be different if like a dragoning thing happened, but like, yeah, I just do not see it going that direction. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, maybe like they felt regretful and that they left society behind and left the other women to like deal with the problems and stuff like that. But like, I don't know, it's why not try to recruit everybody to just turn into dragons? <laughs> exactly. You're like, this way of life is better, actually. But what's trying to like assimilate different about it? That's I think that's part of my like, what's the end goal of becoming a dragon? Is it so much better when my assumption based on what I've read about women who are dragons is they go swim in the ocean, they go fly in space. I mean, I think that's diminishing the dragon experience. I think about it. They have all the freedom that they never had as women in human bodies. They, like you said, they can take up space. They can, they're loud. They can breathe fire. They can eat their husbands. Like they have so much power. And I don't know. I think like, what does it matter that they have to even do something worthwhile with their dragonness? Like, why can't they just live happily ever after as a dragon? I suppose, but what does that even mean? Just means like to live happily ever after as a dragon. Whatever you want it to mean. (laughs) I just like if you want to go like live in a cabin in the woods, go for it. No one can stop you because you're a fucking dragon. Okay, so I'm thinking about it some more. So are you saying that? Like, they took however long they needed to feel their space, to take up, mm-hmm. like, feel themselves, take up their space, kind of get used to being who they now are. Mm-hmm. And then they came back to change things? I think I think that's what, that's my perspective of what happened in the book is, like, they took the time to, like, be the dragons. But it sounds like they can live for a very, very long time. So maybe they're, yeah. like well, we can't do this forever. And maybe they like missed their families and children and they wanted to change society using their dragon powers. I don't know. I I get it. I get it. I'm still just so like, I want more info about what being a dragon means. I want to know what they were doing I want to know how they took up their space. But I think that's just for our imagination. I don't want to imagine it. And I think it's like something kind of like personal to them. No, I want the answers. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. I want answers now. So despite the ending, I guess, what would you write this book? Okay, so initially, I would have given it like a four stars. Um, when I had some time to think about it and kind of like process, I felt like it four stars was a little too much, but three stars isn't enough. Like I thought it was a good book. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go with three point three point five. 
3.5. Okay. Yeah. I think 3.5. And I mean, considering the fact that a four is pretty much as good as it gets with me, I almost never give a five. Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. That is good. Right? Yes. Okay. Your turn. So, yeah. Oh, the cats. (laughs) Sorry. Gosh, I loved (laughs) you. Apologize to them. (laughs) Um, I loved so much of this book and it was really just until like they started acting human that I was like, what the fuck? Um, and didn't really agree with the way the book went, the storyline. I just didn't see it going that way. But it had so many good things to say and to think about. I I would give it four stars and I'm I'm more lenient than you. So yeah, if if the ending hadn't ended so tidy maybe I would have given it five it just didn't feel authentic to a true experience in this dang world we live in right I think I agree if it hadn't ended so like and nobody was ever mean to anybody ever again and they all (laughs) live happily ever after then I probably would have given it four stars Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) So yeah, I do recommend the book and I really enjoyed it. So many great pros. I don't know what you'd call it. Just so many great moments. Yeah. I did tell at least one person, like I finished the book and I told at least Nicole uh, where I was like, oh my God, you have to read this because it was really good. And I maintain yeah. that. I think it was the good book and then you sh- people should read it. It's good. Yeah. Same. I will recommend it. It was good. Yeah. And then our next Do book. Talk about our, new, our next book now. Even like we chose it at the beginning of the podcast. I wasn't recording then. You weren't? Well, maybe I was, but I usually edit that out. Wow. Okay. What's our next book? It's Starburst, right? I got <laughs> Starburst? <that> wrong. <laughs> no, it's called Sunburn. <laughs> starburst that's hilarious someone has candy on the mind is a um star, it's a star. and True. um if nope i mean if you burn <laughs> something sometimes like if you burn a tomato it bursts okay mm-hmm. uh, a star tomato burst starburst <laughs> yeah so we're not reading Starburst. We're reading Sunburn. <laughs> and it's by Laura Lipman because I saw looking. There's another book called Sunburn. So we are reading the one by Lauren Lipman. That's right. And if anybody and- is going to read it with us, you'll know it's the right one because the woman on the cover has beautiful red hair, uh, just like Taylor Swift did in the 10 minute version of All Too Well. And she's got lips that are like essentially the same as Taylor Swift's. I think it might just be Taylor Swift on the cover. Ooh, Chelsea will read it if we tell her that. Yeah, we could just be like, Taylor wrote it. Right? (laughs) Did Taylor have red hair in the Bad Blood music video? I don't remember. Am I imagining that? It wasn't one of my favorite music videos, so I haven't watched it very many times. Yeah, there was a lot of like special effects and cameos from her yeah her girl squad yeah it it felt a little too much like uh the end of the book did for me (laughs) 
the end of this book yeah happily ever after yeah it felt a little too much like uh and everything was great because I have friends wait are you thinking of the same music video yes she freaking like got in a fight with Selena Gomez Oh, I know. No, but I'm referring to the fact that like it's essentially cameos of all of the people that she's friends with or people that she likes. And she's essentially being like, these are my friends. I told you I have friends. Yeah. These are my friends, my dragons. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, read Sunburn with us. We love Taylor Swift, even though we hate her. We love her. We love her so much. Exactly. (laughs) And yeah Swifties forever don't come oh, after us Chelsea oh, you're Swifties um, <laughs> <laughs> what was I gonna say I think you were gonna tell people to read sunburn I almost called it sunburst damn it <laughs> I promise I will figure out the name of this book before our next episode I feel like you're gonna like find a book called like starburst or sunburst and read it and i'll be like katie you read the wrong book <laughs> that would be hilarious actually <laughs> let's be serious it's only a matter of time before i do that yeah someday that will happen to us <laughs> yeah well what else um find us on instagram at reading past our bedtime i think underscore pod um, we never yeah. post, so have fun with that. Um, so you can also, yeah, you can look at our old posts and maybe we'll someday post something again. Yeah. Um, we're bad at social media and also We've... bad at recording on time yeah. because yeah. I was gonna say, a new job and I have no freaking yeah. idea when she's ever working or not, and I never finish books on time, so yeah, I uh started a new job, my birthday, and my wedding party thing or coming up on like the same fucking oh your week. birthday's freaking tomorrow oh my god you're gonna be 33 i feel like something magical has to happen because it's two threes yeah yeah it's oh, your rose yeah. gold birthday there we go it's my Earth. rose gold birthday so everybody has to be nice yeah. to all year <laughs> do you have tomorrow off no oh well hopefully yeah. your patients are nice to you Hopefully. I think I'm working the front half, so they tend to be more stable and friendly. So hopefully. And Mark is going to take me out to dinner and I'm going to eat a shit ton of crab. Nice crab. (laughs) Charlene took us both out to dinner tonight and I got crab and steak. Oh my gosh, you're just addicted to crab. I am. It's so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, everybody say happy birthday to Katie. Find our Instagram and just like blow it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll, uh, actually, On a post from like three months ago. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And I don't know, maybe our next episode will come out September 1st, maybe September 15th, maybe September like 20th. 15th. Who knows? It'll just be a surprise. It'll make your day. So just be watching your feed yeah. for new episodes and surprise. It'll exactly. happen. Please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't keep us on a schedule. We need yeah. freedom like dragons. Yeah. I have ADHD. I know. So I do I. Did I tell you that? No. Yeah. I got diagnosed. Oh, that explains yeah. so much about us. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It does. Yeah. 
Well, cool. Thanks for listening. We'll yeah, see you guys. thanks for listening. I'm going to go to bed now. <laughs> I'm going to go, I don't know, do what? Edit this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's past your bedtime. It might be a good idea to try to get some sleep. Or read a book. <laughs> Come right Okay. Um, botanist death party. Botanist. I don't think that's the death party. <laughs> I, I don't think that was party is a poison. There you go. Botanist guys. Oh, it's a series. Oh, a series. <laughs> mm.